0: Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and other experts in the food and beverage industry about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. There's been a lot of hubbub in the last few years about quote-unquote clean ingredients and clean labels. If you walk the trade show floor at IFT or Expo West or really any of the major food shows, You'll be bombarded with claims for clean alternatives to ingredients or, quote-unquote, chemicals that have fallen out of favor with consumers. In addition, many manufacturers increasingly are catering to consumers' desire for clean ingredients with call-outs on packaging. So, for example, Otis Spunkmeyer recently cleaned up their ingredient deck and now has a new tagline, No Funky Stuff. But much like the term natural, the word clean isn't formally defined, and the way consumers and manufacturers use it really runs the gamut. And without a definition, it can be tricky for brands and ingredients that are looking to tap into this trend to know if they're gonna hit or miss their mark. To help us suss out what the term means along with the challenges and opportunities it poses, we're joined by Carl Jorgensen, who is the Director of Global Consumer Strategy at the brand building firm, Damon Worldwide. Carl, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks, Elizabeth.
0: So let's start with the million dollar question. What does clean mean to consumers when it comes to the foods and beverages that they're buying?
1: Well, Elizabeth, you're right that clean is not a defined term, just like natural. In fact, clean and clean label is really more of an industry insider term than a consumer-facing term. Uh, More often, the clean label claim is communicated at retail in terms of free from. Uh, Consumers are looking for shorter ingredient lists with ingredients they're familiar with. They're looking for the absence of artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives, as well as the absence of hormones, antibiotics, and GMOs.
0: So knowing that we're not using clean to face consumers, what's what's driving their demand for products with shorter ingredient decks or without some of these artificial ingredients that they're scared of?
1: Well, simply put, um, I, I would say the overarching driver is consumers' desire for food to be as close as possible to the way nature created it. Uh, Now, that, of course, means different things to different consumers, but it should be the guiding principle for food manufacturers and retailers looking to align with this trend. Some research indicates that self-identified clean eaters are willing to accept some level of processing in their food, so it's far from an impossible task for the food industry.
0: Well, that's good news because I know when I talk to manufacturers, some of them are struggling with this, and, and they've been working on it for years now.
1: Yeah, um, well, it's getting easier and easier. Um, the, the toolkit for uh, uh, flavors, ingredients, processing aids uh, to achieve a, a clean label uh, is getting increasingly robust.
0: Can you sort of give me a hit list of vendors where they that consumers are regarding as, and and why are these views? negatively?
1: Well, as we mentioned, artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives, as well as the absence of hormones, antibiotics, and GMOs seem to top the list. Consumers seem to dislike artificial colors even more than artificial flavors, but they certainly dislike both. Um, MSG is another big one, even though the chemistry of many food recipes results in MSG occurring naturally as sodium and glutamic acid combine uh, during cooking. Um, Also ingredients that sound like chemicals tend to be distrusted by consumers, even if in some cases they're benign. Uh, This poses a challenge for manufacturers to communicate more fully about their ingredients on their packaging.
0: Yeah, so building on that idea of communicating with consumers what the different ingredients are as you mentioned, sort of the toolbox that's expanding. Can you talk a bit about the challenges this movement's creating for manufacturers and suppliers and the different ways they're responding? I mean, are we talking about the swap-outs or massive overhauls, culinary techniques?
1: Well, we could actually spend an entire session on just this topic, <laughs> uh, In March, I attended the uh, Clean Label Conference in Chicago, and many ingredients companies were there showcasing their innovative color, flavor, processing, and preservation solutions to the clean label trend. And I have to say, it really was an eye-opener. Food technology has responded with creativity and innovation to develop a robust toolkit for manufacturers to swap out artificial for natural ingredients. Uh, deli meats and jerky can now be effectively preserved with plum e- extracts instead of nitrates. Uh, blue food coloring is one of the biggest challenges, and now very attractive stable blue color is available derived from spirulina. And In most cases, the performance of these new clean ingredients matches that of the older artificial ones. I mean, cost is an issue, But many ingredient suppliers did a good job of demonstrating that the incremental cost per item of cleaning up the ingredient list is well within the range that consumers will accept.
0: So, yeah, building on that, is this um, a price or a cost that manufacturers are passing along or is it something that they're absorbing?
1: Well, uh, if it's reasonable, they're trying to absorb it, uh, especially if they're – kind of repositioning or uh, recalibrating their brands, uh, the last thing they want to do is uh, hit their customers with a price increase. In the case of of new products, uh, new clean label products coming to market, it's a little easier to build um, the incremental costs of national ingredients into uh, the price.
0: Manufacturers should be aware of as they navigate this issue and are evaluating their options.
1: Well, I think that the risks are relatively low uh, for products that are carefully formulated and are designed with an awareness of real-life consumer preferences.
0: One risk that I'm curious about, um, when we started today's discussion, it was with a nod to the power that the term natural has or had to drive sales. I mean, obviously, there were a lot of class action lawsuits related to the lack of a formal definition of natural. And that prompted a lot of manufacturers to drop the term. And then you also mentioned the, the risks around using the term healthy. I mean, are there similar risks here in the clean movement?
1: Well, there's always risk. But actually, I think there's less risk with the clean label uh, movement than there is with natural. Uh, and, and that's because clean label is usually communicated as a free-from proposition, It's a specific promise and one that can be validated. It's not a vague concept like natural. Of course, you need to make sure that if you're saying gluten-free, for example, that your product has less than 20 parts per million gluten. Or if you're claiming non-GMO, that your product will test at less than uh, 0.9% GMO content. But these are specific and verifiable metrics, and if they're properly executed, they represent much safer ground than natural claims.
0: Great, it's good to have, yeah, you're right. It's good to have those backstop definitions there um,
1: to exactly. protect.
0: One thing that I sort of always like to do is look for the silver lining. What types of opportunities are there for the clean label movement?
1: Well, I think the biggest opportunity is creating trust, and that, that's really the holy grail of marketing. Um, I mean, take credit for the steps you've taken to clean up your legacy food brands. Or if it's a new product, tell the world how clean it is. Trust, you know, if you can show your customer that you're their partner in their wellness journey, then you've got them.
0: Um, I know that no one can predict the future, but I'm going to ask you to try How sustainable is the clean movement, and what will it look like in three to five years?
1: The clean label movement uh, really is a manifestation of a global megatrend toward a more transparent, wholesome food supply. Uh, It's consumer-driven, and the food industry really is learning that it is fully capable of doing the hard work of making it a reality. In three to five years, I believe clean will be the baseline Then you'll begin to see the marketing emphasis on positive attributes like special flavors, experiential, lifestyle, and nutritional benefits.
0: Carl, I really appreciate you walking us through this issue and brainstorming some potential solutions. I also want to thank everyone for listening today. I hope you join us again next week as we continue to explore marketing trends, regulatory issues, and sales strategies that are shaping the way that the food and beverage industry operates. For Food Navigator USA's Soups Nuts podcast, this is Elizabeth Crawford signing off.